I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. A lot of people say they don't play for the money, but that's what I live and breathe by. Like, I just want to be the greatest. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The blowout blowhard, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So what do you want to talk about today? We can talk about anything else. <laughs> anything else? That we, John, yeah, John Clavel versus PJ Dozier. <laughs> Jiverson. The Jiverson and we're talking reference. About Jeff, Jeff Withy's Remember Jeff tenure? Withy? Remember Ben so coming Bento? up today, what if Jeff Withy worked <laughs> out in Dallas? That's our whole pod. He had that three-point shot. Remember he was adding it to his game? We saw him yeah, in he practice. Did. He had that yeah, going. He, he had that going. All right. On today's show, we will briefly touch on game one of the NBA Finals. It was quite, quite a letdown, so we'll talk about that briefly. But what we do want to actually get into today, something that actually matters and might be good for the Mavs in the future Victor Oladipo apparently wants out this offseason. Are you drinking blue milk? That's what, that's what it looks like. Isaac has just a gallon of milk next to him. 2% milk. Let's go. <laughs> it, looks, it looks blue from the camera angle. I've been watching too much Star Wars, I guess. Yes, you have. Also, Miles Turner apparently may be in the same boat. Both of those are reports according to The Athletic. So we will touch on that. Victor Oladipo also went on... <laughs> this is so weird. He went on Fat Joe's Instagram... And uh, they were talking about, you know, stuff. And he had some interesting quotes. We'll play that clip for you a little bit later. So we're going to get into that. The Lakers win 116-98, to game one against the Miami Heat. The story of this game, though, I mean, the Lakers, you know, hit a bunch of threes. Anthony Davis was incredible. LeBron James almost triple-double. But the Miami Heat just absolutely, like, got torn apart physically. Goran Dragic gets injured. He's out for the game. And Bam Adebayo's hurting his shoulder, and he's holding it. He's out for the game. Jimmy Butler stepped on somebody's foot weird, and he was limping pretty much the whole game. I mean, all three of their best players just went down, and it just completely changed the game. Uh, Isaac, any any thoughts, any takeaways from the the game as he's looking at me like? Well, Nick wanted to do a whole pod on game one. And my Before, response was, I it would be, do Mavericks fans want to hear a whole pod on Lakers versus Heat? But It's the NBA Finals. Nick, Nick, are you still counting this title when y'all win it? No, let's not do this. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love Nick's, Nick's voice in this. No, let's not do this now. Come on. We have this be- uh, before the podcast every day. We have this argument. Does the, is this finals going to count for whoever wins it? Is this title going to Oh my! Ev- almost every day we talk about this. We but, have a pod uh, before and after the pod pretty much. <laughs> here's my thing. I thought the, I said before Lakers and six, they have the two best players in the series. Uh, I think my, I thought Miami would win uh, two games compared to Denver's one game. I'm scared even about two games at this point because of the injuries. If they didn't get injured, even if the Lakers won by like 15, 20, I still think Miami is good enough to win a couple of games in this series. But if they don't have Dragic, I mean, that's let's just wrap it up and put a bow on it. And But, I mean, I turned this game off in the second quarter when 
when Rondo, KCP, and all those guys are hitting like that, then it's just, yeah, I mean, if you're another team, it's like Rondo's hitting threes against you. And that was another thing the other day. When we were talking about Mavericks fans, who they hate more and who they should root for, that's that's a that's a card we didn't even discuss was Rondo being on the Lakers. We touched so. on that with the two fans that, that – came on the pod that we took the listeners when they came on the pod we touched yeah. we touched on that point for a, a good amount of time so yeah we, we so hit it's that bi- it's bigger than just the rich lannister lakers or lebron but rondo's on that team too so yeah that's, that's definitely a huge factor for sure yeah so Dragic going down he only plays for just under 15 minutes and that's huge for them he has been so massive for their offense he brings flow to their offense because jimmy butler is like a go get you a bucket guy, but he's not an offensive engine, he, right? Like he's no. not the Luca. He's not LeBron. He's not you know one of these guys that can create an offense all in and of, of himself. He moves. Like they the- put him on the graphics like versus LeBron yeah. and like these posters stuff because they have to. And like it, it's no disrespect to Jimmy. Like Jimmy's a good player, but Jimmy isn't a top ten player. Like, no, <laughs> Jimmy is maybe top fifteen. I mean, I, I don't know. We have, have to really line him up. Th- yeah, we'd have to go go through the list on that, but it you know going back to I sent you this tweet the other day. I think it was Tom Haberstroh who said, "Hey, I, you know, there's a lot of people out there that's comparing this team to the 2004 Pistons," and you know I get that comparison. Yeah, I like that comp. But Haberstroh said, "I think this team reminds me of the 2011 Mavericks more," and I'm like, "Well, hold, hold up, hold like, up, hold up. Ain't nobody on this Miami <laughs> team that could even tie Dirk's shoelaces. So like, there's nowhere close and for people to like elevate Jimmy to that, like that's a they're more of a well-rounded team. I would say Bam is the best overall player on the team. I'd say Jimmy is in that category with him, then Dragic, but none of those players are what Dirk was in 2011. And you have to look that that team had so many vets on it too. It, it's so different than the 2011 yeah. team, right? Like 2011 team, everybody was over the age of 30, right? It was like everybody except for Roddy B and like you know, yeah, uh, but. This this team has you know they have Dragic they have Iguodala and that's kind of it over thirty right nobody else in Haslam I guess if you want to count him but they're just it's a well, very Jimmy's di- over thirty it's, it's a very different team but the Lakers winning with size does that mean anything for the NBA like does that is that kind of an indictment does on small matter? ball at all <laughs> does size matter this pod is brought to you by Roman <laughs> and now um I mean. Does it matter for the series? Uh, any, many, many, but doesn't, sure. Doesn't matter. Like we we've seen no. teams trending small, and now Lakers come in and they have Anthony Davis. I mean, I think I don't think it does because well, okay, you talking about AD or you talking about them starting like Howard? I mean, they didn't really even play their bigs that much. They started Howard. He played just under fifteen minutes, and some of that was you know the, the game was already out of reach, but. He plays under 15 minutes. Joel doesn't play really at all, any kind of real minutes. And uh, they went with AD at the five. And having somebody to guard AD it might be the new thing. Remember when everybody was trying to find somebody to get Shaq? Remember the Lakers? They're the Mavericks brought in. Yeah. Didn't they bring in Dampier to try and be the, the Shaq stopper? I mean, is that going to be a new thing in the West now? Yeah, I almost feel like it. Well, I don't want to go down the whole blasphemy. I was like, is it harder to find somebody to guard AD than is Shaq? I want to say that. Oh, it's but, way harder to find somebody to guard Shaq. I mean, he was just... <laughs> he's. I don't know. I'd have you're to really forgetting, think about You're it. forgetting Shaq. You're forgetting Shaq, I'm not Shaq, forgetting man. Shaq, but I'm just saying some teams are like, 
is it easier to to, to find a big body to like just throw down there against the sh- against Shaq or find somebody that's big enough to handle AD in the post, but also athletic enough to step out when AD's hitting threes? Yeah. I mean, he's a top five player in the league. This is why they like. Yeah. The, when he's hitting threes, he can post. He's one of the best defenders in the game. He's when he's healthy. He's one of the best players in the entire game of basketball. So it's like it, I, like I think it's at least a conversation of who finding somebody to guard AD versus guarding Shaq. Yeah. I think it's a conversation. It's easier to find somebody, and there's less big men in the, the the league right now, right? Like they're just kind of getting phased out. The Rockets don't even have one, right? Like the Celtics don't even have one except for Cantor, right? I mean they they didn't even play anybody over six eight. So it's hard, especially since AD's like beefed up. Like that's the thing. It's like. He goes against Porzingis. He's just going to body him. But, like, tonight there was a play that he caught the ball at the top of the key, and he just went right past Jay Crowder. And Jay Crowder is 6'8". Yeah. So it's like – And a wing. He's, yeah, and he's a wing. So when AD is is has beefed up some, toned up, and he can body a lot of people down low, but he can also take guys like Jay Crowder off the dribble from the top of the key, I mean, good luck. So – who are you trying to find? Like, how many people it, out there that can do that? It was supposed to be Bam, right? Like, Bam was supposed to be this, this, you know, but eight, even Bam six eight, right? I mean, <laughs> but people were talking before the, the series that he was supposed to be this AD type stopper, and honestly, they didn't even play him that much. But when when Bam played, he only played twenty one minutes. But when Bam played, they didn't even play him on him that much, which was. But, but when you surprising. look at the you look at the Lakers run to this point, I mean, he went from Nurkic, please. Uh, to Houston, PJ Tucker, and I, I guess people wanted to, people t- tried to talk about the PJ Tucker thing, but it's like, hey, well they don't have like PJ Tucker's small, and then he went to like Jokic world, and it's like, okay, Jokic, Nurkic, and so it, like in a perfect world, you would want somebody that's like athletic, like Towns, but Towns is just a bad defender, you know, so it, it's like a, an athletic big that is thicker than KP. <laughs> Because KP struggles, so, you know, you know, some, well, anyway, but that that's the thing. It's just like we're. I feel like I'm talking in circles because it's hard to find somebody that can actually guard AD. Yeah, it's probably more of a scheme thing than it is just trying to find somebody like that. So the answer is not to panic and trade for like Stephen Adams, you know, or somebody like that. It's just to find a different kind of scheme, use the bullpen yeah. approach where you try multiple guys and do you know some kind of double. All right, coming up, like a few years ago, LeBron. Would be so like even if LeBron was on another team, I don't think LeBron could guard this AD. No, I don't think so either. At this current moment, yeah. I mean, so. he, I mean, prime LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a few years ago, LeBron, I think he, he like that. That's the prototype, you know. Somebody like like six nine, which is what Bam is. <laughs> but, uh, well. I don't Defensively, know if he's as he thick is, as LeBron, you know, like he's there. That's but. The thing. All right, coming up, let's get into this Oladipo and Miles Turner rumors. We'll talk about potentially bringing them onto the Mavericks. We'll talk about why Victor Oladipo wants out of the of Indiana and uh, why he should want out of Indiana. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, DoorDash is an excellent way to get the food that you crave, the food that you want, right to your door. DoorDash has all kinds of restaurants on their app. You can go. They have countless restaurants. The restaurants right now are counting on you. Some states are still closed up. Some states are still, um, you know, not, you know, they have they still have restrictions on them, so you need to get that food from there to you without having to go to the store. DoorDash 
is the app for that. It brings you the food that you're craving right now with over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia. You can support your local go-to restaurants or your favorite national change, whichever you'd like. Many local restaurants are still open for delivery. Use the DoorDash app, select your favorite restaurant, and the food will be left at your door. They have a contactless delivery option you can hit in the settings. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and $0 on delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app. Enter the code LOCKEDONNBA. All you have to do at that point is wait for your food. Don't forget, code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about Victor Oladipo. According to The Athletic, Jared Weiss actually put this, put, randomly put this note in his like Celtic season ender, you know, post mortem story, which was kind of odd, but it got found and picked up by a bunch of sites. Said that Victor Oladipo is possibly wanting to move on this offseason and that Miles Turner may be in the same boat. It seemed kind of definite. It seemed like, okay, Victor Oladipo does want to move on. And wants to move on this offseason. Turner was kind of a, you know, a maybe. We've talked about Victor Oladipo in the past, but let's run it back since this is kind of our main topic today. What's the what's the play with Oladipo for the Mavericks? Why should the Mavericks want to go after him? He's kind of hurt. He hasn't really played up to all-star level. What would it take to get him? Let's just start with that. Well, one, pre-injury Oladipo was an all-star. You know, he... he Gets traded from OKC, goes to Indiana, and then he just takes off. He goes through the body transformation that we all remember uh, going around on social media. And at that point, he's 25. 2017-18 season, 18-19 season, both of those years, he's back-to-back All-Stars, playing incredible basketball. Um, That first year in Indiana, that's when he averaged 23 points a game. And, you know, he shot 37% from three that year on five threes a game. I mean, he just took his game up to a whole different level that first year in Indiana. Then the quad injury happens, and it was brutal for that team because that team was so much fun. Everything hinged on Oladipo as their best player. And the injury happens. He only plays 36 games last year. The recovery is such a long recovery. It goes into this year, and it goes up into up to – you know, when he, he comes back right before COVID happens, let's say that, I guess, the hiatus. Stop it, you and know. Then, and, and then the bubble happens, and then it's like off and on kind of. You know, people are wondering, is Oladipo going to play? They don't know. He goes to the bubble, and at first he's opting out because he's still rehabbing for stuff. It's like he's not ready, but the doctor's good. It was a weird situation. He goes to the bubble Ends up playing what nineteen games total for uh, the season this this past year. I, he didn't look like in his normal self in the bubble, but that was just. It, I kind of want to you know give him a pass for that because it's kind of like the KP thing when you when you're off for so long. But this is this is the target. Like when you're in a situation like the Mavericks, you don't you don't have the assets to outbid people. You don't have you don't have the young players like we love Jalen Brunson, but like Jalen Brunson isn't an SGA. We don't have the the you know chest of draft picks to offer in some of these deals because we trade a couple of our draft picks in the Porzingis deal. So for Dallas to be opter- opportunistic before 2021 free agency for a bigger fish, bigger trade, they're gonna have to find a unique opportunity for an all-star to hit the market to where their value is isn't as high as it used to be, but it's a player that you know at the top of their game would fit perfect with your team. 
And that's this is the situation for Victor Oladipo, and this is why we've been very adamant. If you can go out and get Oladipo with some of the assets that you have and pair him with Luka and KP, you got to do it. Yeah, you, you got to do it. And add on to the fact we've made this point many times, we're going to make it again. Oladipo, free agent in 2021. You're bringing him in for one year. So you bring in a distressed asset, basically. You try to recoup him. You give him to the you know Casey Smith and the Mavs medical staff and see if they can get him back to you know being in right shape. You get him with a real playmaker like... You know, like Luka Doncic, and you just you put him in there with KP as well. He can be a secondary playmaker. There's all kinds of ways the Mavericks can use him. He can be the the wing defender that they need. Him and Dorian, that's like the start of something good on defense. And yeah. you bring him in, you try him for one year. If you can tell, man, this guy just does not have it. The quad is just, you know, it's kind of ruining his career, which I imagine he's going to be able to come back. He was an all-star before he had the quad injury. He comes back and plays, what, like, I mean, how many games did he play even before the bubble? Uh, he played 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 games. Plays 14 games before the bubble and then goes and plays in the bubble. I mean, that's just nothing. You played that many games. Then you stop again. You come back for the playoffs. So bring him in. Try him out for one year. And then you can move on and still get the free agency money to go after somebody like Giannis or Paul George or Kawhi or even or you know whoever you want to go after after that. I think the risk is is worth the reward. It depends on what it is, but Victor Oladipo's stock is probably the lowest it's been since OKC. OKC he was looked at as like a <laughs> almost like a you'd have to attach assets to. He's looked at it as basically Wiggins, right? He had this huge deal and you had to attach assets to him to get off of him. But uh, now he, you know, then he turns into an all-star and now he's like this great player, but all right, let's, let's go ahead and play the clip because it's just, it's kind of funny to me. So, uh, like we said, Victor Oladipo goes on fat Joe's Instagram and does a you know live video with him. And this is what he has to say about winning and where he is in his career. Basically. Everybody who know me, man, I'm all about winning. Um, and I feel like that's what you're, that's what you're defined as in this game. You know, I don't, I don't, a lot of people say they don't play for the money. But that's what I live and breathe by. Like I just want to be the greatest. I want people to, to, to talk, to have my name amongst the greats. And in order to do that, you gotta get rings. You gotta have trophies. You know what I'm saying? Um, not saying like Charles Barkley ain't a great player, but you know, at the end of the day, I, I want to be able to show my kids when I have them how great of a player I was. And in order to do that, you gotta show them some hardware. So. That's what I'm locked in on doing, man. I want to, I want some hardware, and I want a lot of hardware. You feel me? So smart, smart choices. You deserve it because you, you, you. I don't know where Fat Joe is going at that point, but it sounded like a good one. It sounded like a good one. Victor Oladipo wants some hardware. Hey, uh, Victor Oladipo, you know a team that has won some hardware in the past and knows how to get it. Coach that's been there, front office that's led somebody there. Top five player in the NBA that's getting ready to get there, the Dallas Mavericks. I wonder how Pacers fans feeling are feeling right now because, I mean, it's still kind of like you read the reports about Oladipo, but then you see this, and even though he's not directly saying in there, "Hey, I can't get hardware in Indiana," it it looks like it comes across very clear that he wants to go. Uh, yeah, he wants to go get a ring uh, somewhere, uh, a better opportunity. And so, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about rings, we're talking about a, a situation that can realistically trade for him. 
Here comes Mark Cuban calling, right? <laughs> Indiana connection. Both went to Indiana. Hey, yeah, Listen. Oladipo went to Indiana. Cuban yeah. went to Indiana. Make the call, and it, it goes back to what you said. Is it worth the risk? Because, but honestly, what is the risk? Because whatever you trade in this thing, if it doesn't work out, it's not like you're taking yourself out of the running for Giannis or anything like that. And if it does work out, what is the definition of work out? If it does take you to the Western Conference Finals or further than that, you're like, heck yeah, man, this is awesome. He's just 28 years old. So it's like, this is exactly when you look at for the exactly reason, exact reasons you would want a Brad Beal or another wing player like that. Is Oladipo Brad Beal? No. But it, the exact reason you would want that is what Oladipo would give you on this team and the fit alongside Luka and KP. I think Oladipo is older than Brad Beal. Isn't that Could wild? Be. Isn't that wild? Know. Yeah, because Oladipo's 28, and I think Brad Beal's still 27. That's wild. But yeah, that what are you what are you risking? It could be, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. could be, you know, the draft the two draft picks this year. And we've seen distressed assets like, you know, players like this go for a lot less. So coming up, we'll get into that. We'll talk about Miles Turner. We'll talk more about uh, Victor Oladipo and what it would take potentially to get Victor Oladipo. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, rockauto.com is there for you when you need them. If something goes on your car and you have to find an exact specific part, the place to go is rockauto.com. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You just go on the site. Go there right now. Go on the site and just look up your car, the make, the model, the year. It lays out everything in front of you. You can see all the prices. You can see all the parts your car will ever need. And the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you want to spend up to twice as much going to a brick-and-mortar store, having to put on a mask, go out there, spend the time when you can just get it delivered right to your house from rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, what would it take to get Victor Oladipo? It's it's hard to tell, man, but we've seen, I mean, we've seen some players go for not a lot, <laughs> I think at least. We've seen we've seen players like, remember the Pau Gasol deal, remember the, uh, you know, some people thought the AD deal was was not that much, and those players are like, you know, better than Oladipo is at this point, I think. Um, especially if he's going to be demanding a trade, asking for a trade. The Porzingis deal, to be honest. I mean, Porzingis is, was a better prospect slash player than, than Oladipo, and that took Dennis Smith Jr. and two first-round picks. Could this one take, you know, Tim Hardaway in a first-round pick? I mean, that's what thing. are we talking that's about what here? we compared it to the other day. Like, this is the wing version of the Porzingis situation in New York. And you're looking at a year out from free agency – you know, there's some stuff going on with the franchise and there's the injury history. So what his value would be without the injury history. And that's why it's kind of a unique, unique play on his end, because, you know, wherever you go this offseason, it has to be, you know, somewhere that has something to offer. But you're also going to be a free agent in a year. And like, you know, even somewhere like the Lakers, like if he wants to go to the Lakers, the Lakers don't really have anything. What? I mean, Kuzma? <laughs> And, and, but then they're trying to figure out like, you know, all that stuff. And it's like the Clippers, do they even have anything to try to get Oladipo? And so it, it, you know, it's like where, what is his rings situation that he would want? Is it at Boston and something around Gordon Hayward? But (laughs) 
I just imagine him going to the Rockets, like some oh kind gosh. of Eric Gordon trade where he just like goes there but and it, is miserable. But for again. Dallas, the thing with Dallas's package is, yeah, I mean, Hardaway would definitely be in the deal. And for Indiana, I mean, that's a, yeah. he fits perfect with their team as far as you're getting another guy back. It could be like a big or something like that that had the expiring contract for Dallas and it's a two guard. So we'll tell you one thing. He had a better well, that, year than Oladipo true. this that's year. That's true. But no, I mean, honestly, if Dallas did get involved with it, it would take 10, it would take 18, it'd probably take 31, and then probably one of those other guys. You're probably looking at a Maxi, you're probably looking at a Seth, something like that. And that... That's part, that's part of the risk yes. that, that is a risk, though. Giving up one of those guys, because those guys are cost-controlled, they're signed for a long time. Maxi, Seth, those are like really important important players. But you are you know upgrading from Tim Hardaway to Oladipo, and so... You know, you have to give up players to get players, but uh, man, because keeping those players and then being able to sign somebody in 2021, that's your, you know, yeah, your sweet spot right there. So there, that is a little bit of a risk there. The draft picks, maybe they could give them up for somebody else, but are you going to get no. anybody better than Oladipo no. with those draft not. picks? Probably not, right? The Miles Turner aspect of this. Any interest in Miles Turner? We've talked about him a little bit in the past. He's making $18 million. I think his salary actually goes down, but any interest in Miles Turner? I, I don't really. I think we're still in the bullpen big approach where I would much rather have Maxi at a way lower price yeah, than I think Miles that's the Turner. question. It's like, what's the percentage of Miles Turner that Maxi gives you? Are you comfortable saying 75% of Miles Turner, Maxi gives you that? <laughs> yeah, at the moment. I mean, I think Miles Turner has I, a, yeah, I agree. You know, a higher I, ceiling I am a believer for sure. In Miles but. Turner. I love his talent. If we didn't have Porzingis, I would be more all about it. But it's like what you said. I mean, he makes $18 million this year, this coming year, makes another guaranteed $18 million 2021, makes another $18 million guaranteed the year after yeah, that. So, you know, it does cut into your cap space, into that 2021 cap space. And for me, I'm just not comfortable cutting into that cap space for another big. And for when you have somebody on your roster like Maxi, who is what, around the same? Well, actually, I think Turner's more like 24, 25. Turner, yeah, Turner's 24. Maxie's like 28. Yeah. So he yeah, is younger, younger than Maxie. But it's just, I'm I'm not comfortable with giving up something in 2021 for a big that, are you starting him and KP together? And then it's not, you know, I, yeah, I, I just don't know if I'm willing to do that. He is the type guy, though, that he can be a lob threat. He can be, you know, a three-point shooter. He can also be a type of guy that could guard Anthony Davis, right? You can put him on him. He's got decent feet. He's a really good rim protector. Like He could be that type of guy if you, you know, he's maybe one of the closest in that in that sort of style, a guy that has the size and the foot speed to be able to stay with if Anthony Davis. If they're convinced maybe. that him and KP can play together at the four and five, and that is a starting yeah. combination, and – like theoretically, he's the type of big that Carlisle would like because he wants all his guys to be able to shoot a three. We've seen him try to force this with with Dwight Powell and like everything. So he can he can shoot the three. He could definitely play with the Mavericks when KP's off the floor. I just wouldn't want to trade for for Miles Turner and it turns into this. Okay, well when you know the playoffs come or whatever it is. It's Miles Turner on the bench watching KP at the five with Dorian or somebody at the four. And it's just if I'm going to pay another guy on my roster $18 million guaranteed a year for the next three, four years, I would prefer that be a wing or another playmaker. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, however, he 
exchange Dwight Powell, you know, and something else in the yeah, draft. I have pick. no clue what his value is. Four miles Turner. I feel like yeah. I'm fairly con- like I feel like we're fairly confident that we can try to pinpoint what Oladipo's value could be. It's it's going to surprise us a little if they trade him. It's like it's not going to be as much as we want, especially because it's gotten out. It's like public stuff like that. The Miles Turner one could be like all over the place. He could get traded for pennies tomorrow, or he, he could get traded for a package that we're like, whoa, a team that really, you know, really believes in him and gives him, gives up some, you know, solid draft picks and a young player. And I mean, I could totally see if I was a young team out there, like, which the Hawks just got Capella, but if I was somebody like the Charlotte Hornets, I would be calling up right now and saying, all right, let's talk Miles Turner. And how can we get Miles Turner to Charlotte? And they could be putting, you know, some draft picks on the board, some young players. And like, that's the thing is like, I, I just don't know how to gauge Miles Turner's value. Yeah, it's it's very hard to say. He's younger than Oladipo too, uh, but he does have that, you know, and he's signed for a longer term. So that's why a team like Charlotte or somebody should go after him and type like that. Any other closing thoughts on Oladipo, Miles Turner? We talked about them a little bit before with the, um, the trade targets with the Indiana Pacers. So go back and listen to that podcast if you want some more on it. But I just any think last thoughts Depot on them? Situations such a unique one, and when a player that good, I, I get all the injury thing. And if Dallas traded for him, that means they're they're fairly confident in, in the injury thing because they you know Casey Smith would sign off on that. And I just if you can go get him and pair him with Luca and KP this year, I'm I'm down. Like if it costs you the draft picks go do it. Like, I don't care. Give up 18 and 31. Go do it. Because I think a healthy Victor Oladipo playing alongside Luka with KP as the stretch five, if they're healthy entering the playoffs, I would bet on that team against any team in the Western Conference. Mmm. That's what you love to hear. That's what you love to hear on Locked on Mavs. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. So, so smart, smart choice, and you deserve it because you, you, you are. Don't dance, just pull up my pants and do the rock away. Now lean back, lean back, lean back, lean back. Come on.